You're listening to WLRS Crypto Radio. We are not financial advisors. The content on this podcast and any YouTube videos are for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions of advertisers, sponsors, and guests do not constitute those of WLRS Radio or constitute financial advice. We urge you to make the best financial decision that suits your needs. Conduct your own research and seek the advice of a licensed financial advisor when needed. Know that all investments involve some form of risk, and there is no guarantee that you will be successful with your investments. There is no guarantee that you won't experience significant loss when investing. Now, come take a ride with David, Dylan, and Austin into the wild west that is cryptocurrency and DeFi. Which, like, you'll talk to a stock guy, and they'll be like, that's the most ridiculous degenerate thing. And you're like, you don't even know where I've been. Um, it looks like a third grader got into Blender and made these NFTs. It's out of the way now. If there's any CEOs you want to tell them to fuck off or anything. Let me think. Uh, <laughs> this week, uh, no. Oh, welcome back to the weekly DeFi show on WLRS Crypto Radio. Uh, we are back on air after a quite a long, relaxing holiday break for everybody. I'm David, and I'm joined once again by uh, my remarkable unmistakable and unforgettable co-host Dylan and Austin and we're joined this week as well by Madrid 22 from Serenity Capital uh let me get him back in there he is hello hey there we go there we go oh my god man it feels like it's been forever since uh since we've done this man Dave fell off the map I didn't even know he was alive still I was getting concerned I was looking at where to send flowers and <laughs> uh, looks like it looks like the motherfucker is here and uh, been in hibernation. Uh, look at that Adams. beard, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it's the it's the Elden Ring beard. I've been playing yeah. Elden Ring and I've been doing nothing but that. So, oh anything, man, dude, I can't I can't get into that game. Any personal personal hygiene that can get get left by the wayside without turning heads probably um, does. I've wanted to try Elden Ring. I've seen, I've watched a lot of videos on Facebook and stuff, but I, I don't have, I don't have the time anymore. Yeah. I mean, I play like it looks sick. two hours a day. I think that's what I try to get in. But... I, uh, I tried it. I died like, I don't know, probably like, uh, <laughs> like four or five times. I said, dude, this is not the game for me. Like I enjoy progression in games, but not at the cost of like my sanity. And I felt like, to you had to sacrifice sanity for progression in Elden Ring, and I was like, "Nah, this ain't it for me." It's kind of like therapy; you don't have to pay for it. There's a lot of swearing, uh, you know, self exploration, uh, you know, things like that. You do you do a lot of self exploration, Dave? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's good, man. You know, self exploration. The, the walrus <laughs> uh, on New Year's. I don't know if you guys heard about that, but there was what. Yes, Disco Chuck sent us uh, a hot bit coming off the news presses, but a masturbating walrus ruined an entire town's New Year's celebration. Wow. Uh, that is, that so, is something I did not expect to hear today. There's a video and everything. I, I'll tweet the, the video, the, the article out later. But basically, there's this walrus on a beach at, at this town where they were having this New Year's celebration. And... He just parked himself and and did some self exploration, uh, and they had to to cancel everything. 
So uh, yeah. I don't know if you had I mean, something I, to do with this, Austin, if you called in the I, walruses or... So this is what y'all do? This, this is what y'all yeah. are doing over at Frozen Walrus? This is, about this, is, ruining this is what Frozen Walrus is, is about. This is what it's about. <laughs> uh, Dino Drums is in the chat. He says, what up? Uh, and he says, 22-year-old Madrid in the house. I don't know if you're 22 or not, but that's no, what he's insinuating. Just, he's not. No, you're not. You're already... Yeah, he's, he's not 22. He's the, he's the exact he's same. I wish I were. <laughs> you could do 22 again. That's a good age to go back to. Like if I took all my knowledge. Oh, yeah. Went back to 22. That was the year I quit drinking. So I think that if I could restart it, man, I could I could do some crazy shit. With Pick, a different vision. Picked up other self-destructive hobbies. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. I'd go did. back and do much worse than I did. <laughs> Yeah, man, I would have went back and fucked more shit up. Fuck more shit up. Oh my gosh, I would have probably damn, not started yeah. smoking. I would have probably not started smoking. Yeah, that would have been my biggest that that right there. Because uh, when you drink, it, when you're drinking, you gotta smoke. If you're not, if you ain't smoking, drinking, I ain't ever seen anybody that like drinks. Uh, Madrid, that's a that's a hillbilly that's a hillbilly saying over here in the hills on our side on the east side. Everybody says that they're like, oh, if I'm drinking, I'm smoking. You can't you can't do one without the other. That's <laughs> that's that's something they say. But I mean, I agree. I mean, I do like doing it. But like, I've told people, I honestly think if like I could not stop. I'll be honest with you. Like this nicotine, like I, I don't think I could quit because I it was so ingrained when I worked at FedEx that. Uh, it was like my one little break in my area to get away yeah. from like all the craziness shit and all the like pressure that was going on. And like now it's just like a huge coping mechanism. So <laughs> I just do it all the time now. Yeah. I never got into to smoking tobacco, portable tobacco. I did hookah for a while, but I remember all the people at work, you know, who smoked got to take extra breaks, you know, like they were like mandated <laughs> yeah. to go smoke cigarettes and stuff. And then all the non-smokers were super salty about it because they're like, "We don't take two hours of smoke breaks every day. We should get, you know, a longer lunch or something." Never happened. What about non-smokers' rights? You know, they don't exist. That's actually why I picked up cigarettes right. from. Uh, we smoked tuka when me and Austin lived together in college, and. Uh, when I worked at a shipping dock, they all, uh, same thing. They all had extra breaks. It's like, damn, I really hate working. Let me just go buy a pack of cigarettes right quick and uh, we'll go from there. And that's yeah, I mean, cigarettes. you know what? Like speaking of going back to 22 and doing it all over again, I'd get, you know, some of those like those fake cigarettes, you know, the ones that don't have any drugs in them. <laughs> right. I need my smoke break. <laughs> Gotta have it. The herbal ones. The candy ones. No, not the they like make the, like non-tobacco cigarettes. The ones that like actors and stuff smoke on set. Oh, I ain't yeah, I ain't never seen that. Them it, <laughs> it, it has no like nicotine. They they don't tobacco. they don't sell them where we're from, Madrid. No, <laughs> they, don't, they, don't sell that, they don't sell that funky <laughs> shit where we're from, brother. <laughs> they, they sell just them to a, the kids. Just American spirits. And hell is a cigarette without tobacco in it. Hey, non-alcoholic beer. Y'all drink that like too. Smoking, uh, it's like smoking oregano. We don't do shit unless it has real consequences out here. <laughs> I need my so to have more good. consequences. That's right. If I'm going to smoke something, it's going to kill me, goddammit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, love, I, love, I love being from the South, man. I really, really do, man. 
Oh, yeah. It's a, all right. It's so, okay. Great. All right. So, so you guys might know what I'm talking about. You may not because it may be a little bit more uh, regional. But have you guys, that uh, specifically Lame Hillbilly and uh, Hatch, heard of oyster stew? Do y'all know what oyster stew is? Mm-mm. I mean, I know, I know of it. I like, I've heard the words oyster stew, but I, I don't know it like that. I mean, I would assume Dave so would know more about it. The way he's no, saying I mean, it I'm, makes leads me to believe I'm, it's not about oysters. Yeah, I'm from the land of seafood, and they, I've never heard of no oyster stew. So uh, I think it's thinking, about oysters. I'm thinking it's probably the Rocky Mountain oyster stew variety. No, so you know, I'm from I'm from Virginia, right? And so like it's a tradition. I was Heckman, our our lead dev. I was uh, you know, he's he's very worldly, you know, traveled all around the world, lived all across the country. And uh, you know, it, obviously you people you meet people from different backgrounds and so I was telling about oyster So y'all don't know about oyster stew. He didn't know about oyster stew here in Virginia. Specifically the South, I can't say anything about the Northern, like Winchester, like, you know, uh, but I'm not, uh, I'm not from there. You know, I, I had to cut firewood when I was growing up. Uh, <laughs> um, but oyster stew is something you have on uh, Christmas morning. Uh, it's just a pint of oysters. Pint of oysters costs like 20, 25 bucks. Uh, pint of oysters, milk, butter. And that's what that's what we do for uh, for Christmas, New Year's. You know, have a Christmas morning, have a Christmas evening. Uh, and so y'all are from y'all are from the South. So I, I was just checking to see how widespread oyster stew really is. And so I'm finding out it's a little bit more isolated. Yeah, <laughs> but like my whole town, like my whole town, like everybody on on my Facebook, everybody's cooking oyster stew and. It's like really? nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about other than in Appomattox. <laughs> That's like uh, me and Dylan. I always talk about this. The chili that we have here, even in the schools, uh, they do chili with peanut butter sandwiches, right? Uh, a lot of people know pimented cheese goes with chili, but no one seems to know outside of like our area that chili and peanut butter sandwiches is absolutely the perfect combination. It's incredible. Um, and nobody does it. Uh, but here in our localized area, and it's you know it's one of those things that doesn't sound good, but I promise you, if you have chili, get you a peanut butter sandwich, and it'll change the game for you. It will peanut butter sandwich. All right, it's winter. We can. I'm gonna have to try it. <laughs> I'm in New England. I'm sold. I'm sold. The... I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing peanut butter sandwiches. You guys got to get a pint of oysters and just cook it. In. Look up oyster never, stew. I've Look up oyster had, stew. I've rest. never had uh, oyster. The Wikipedia page is. It is might really be. It might be up. because like I'm in I'm in Virginia and we're like we're closer to the coast. I yeah, guess exactly. that might be why that became more of a tradition for us. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the Wikipedia is wrong because it says it's a New England thing, and I'm it, it ain't. Uh, I'm on Dave's watch. I'm seeing Maryland. Hey, look, Dave, so, you've been invaded by oysters too, bro. Look, you don't Louisiana, even. You're supposed to. You're supposed to know. I thought. I thought no, Hatch and Lane Billbilly were the ones. But look at this. But it was really number, you. Number of explanations offered for oyster stew being traditionally consumed on Christmas Eve. Huh. Hey, all right. So he's not. He's he's telling the truth, guys. <laughs> we do a Christmas. We do a Christmas real. morning. We we wow. normally do a Christmas morning, but. You know, it's Christmas Eve, thing. Christmas morning. We, yeah, we eat it. We we do it the whole, the whole week, really. 
When we have oysters, they're usually to. just on the shells. That's what. And then you put a bunch of nah, stuff in it. Unless it's oyster Rockefeller. Uh, no, I'll only eat like oyster Rockefeller. I don't eat oysters, uh, raw oysters. No way. Uh, what's Disco saying? You know what oyster Rockefeller is? I don't. Oyster I used to know. We don't get a lot of oysters in Kentucky. Roslyn, no cap. Thanks for the sub there. Oyster Oyster Rockefeller is uh, a pretty fancy. So it's, it's oyster. Uh, it's shucked. It's sitting in, in the shell, but it's cooked with uh, cream cheese, uh, bacon, and, and stuff on it. It's like you a know fancy. You have that Parmesan good. cheese over it? That looks pretty mm-hmm. good. I'd eat that. It, does it have Parmesan cheese over it? Some some do, I, yeah. I think yeah. I've seen that then. Yeah. yeah they usually probably, go to the beach. That's just fire. Better. Yeah, that's probably better than the regular ones. I'm not a big, huge fan of the regular ones. I mean, it's just like a vinegar delivery device. Like, you just put vinegar and, you know, shrimp sauce on them. So, breaking news, crypto is moving to oysters for everybody that's here. Well, we used to, <laughs> we used to open the conversation talking about... We meat. used to open the conversation here talking about meat and meat prices across the country. Um and it really, it really spun out of control. Honestly, the, it's the really what meat. What gave us our big break, really? <laughs> yeah, but talking about the meat prices was really what got us going. So I guess now we have to change it to oysters. Oyster talk, Christmas, Christmas holiday uh, meal prep. All right, but let's let's keep it rolling. We can talk some show sponsors for a brief minute here. Uh, this week's content is brought to you by Warfi. Uh, buy a soldier NFT and let it accumulate rewards backed at 1 BUSD with revenue from its ecosystem. Or play their on-chain shooter game to earn tokens for each kill you earn. Uh, another way to invest in the Warfi ecosystem is to purchase Warbots separate from the soldiers. These earn and distribute rewards from trading bot investments and are released in limited quantities. Read more for yourself at warfi.games. Uh, this show is also brought to you by Vinium Finance. Take control of your money and become your own bank with Vinium. Vinium is set to explode with an aggressive roadmap, making it a DeFi hub unlike any other similar lending borrowing platform by offering features such as NFT collateralized lending, permissionless leveraged yield farming, and revenue generating services beyond simple lending interest and more. Unleash your capital at Vinium.finance. Uh, Discord links for all sponsors uh, are in the show description. If you'd like to become a show sponsor, send us an email at wlrsradioinfo at gmail.com. And if you're an investor, be sure to bug your devs to become a show sponsor at the best CPM rates in crypto marketing. It's been a while since I had to say that much. There you go, Dave. Set it up for them. All right. Uh, You ready to play a quick little game? We got, Let's we'll do, do it. one game because uh, I know Madrid's he's he's parked out in the car. So he is in the car. Uh, this is called real. Oh, I'm coin. good. I'm good. This is uh, real coin or fake coin. I'm going to name coins one at a time, and you each have to tell me uh, if you believe that coin is real, and you can go purchase it, or if I made it up. Uh, whoever gets it correct the most wins. Uh, Let's hear it, Dave. All right, you've had, first, you've had a month to think of them, so and I still be... did them last minute. <laughs> God damn it, Dave! What are we? <laughs> Listen, me and Dylan had to, had to do the show like you know two weeks. But, well, you were off. I don't know what you were doing. 
We'll find I out. Probably just, I was probably just sleeping. Honestly, we'll find I, out. I, I just, I just it's gave the Twitter up. game this week. Uh, okay, so the first coin is Bonk B O N K. Uh, Austin, what do you think, real or fake? Call it real. Madrid, what are you thinking, real or fake? The Bonk coin. Your box just did it. I think your box got like a weird ass charity token. Uh, I don't yeah, think actually, it's bonk. It I'm gonna go with fake. I'm gonna go with fake because I think that one's named something different. But Bonk, I, that probably is real. Fuck me. Uh, <laughs> I know for already, a fact already. it's real because I almost bought some. It's right, boys. <laughs> it's a real token, and not only is it real, it's blowing up, I guess. It's like the number one trading meme coin on Polygon, I think it is right now. So it's not the same. It's not the same Yabonx token. Uh, no, Yabonx token Yabonx was created token. for his animal sanctuary. This is like a Shiba-inspired Yeah, Doge. Uh, related. The second token we have is virtual reality glasses. No, fake. Fucking fake. Well, what, what is it? Virtual reality glasses. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Uh, I'll go with real again. Yeah, I can see that. That's a Especially real one. With Avatar, I was going to say with Avatar coming out. Yep. I, I get a lot of these off the recently listed uh, on CoinMarketCap. So I try to find some, some interesting ones that nobody's got any volume on. Uh, DeFi Beef. <laughs> awesome. uh, I, I, it has to be real just so that we can talk about it and the price of it. Dred, what are you thinking? I mean, yeah, that's probably real. Wait, was I right on the last one? Because I was breaking up. Yeah, you were right. That was a... Uh... All right, cool. All right, all right, all right. All right. I don't, don't think... Me... I, I don't think... Crypto beef is real. Well, I think it's real, but it's not a token, so... There's a lot of crypto beef out there, but... So what are you saying? What, is that fake? Final answer? I'm saying I'm saying the the token is fake, but the beef is real. The beef is real. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's re it's uh, fake. I made it up. Nice. Should have known. You slimy bastard, Dave. <laughs> it's the holidays. People cooking beef up. You know, beef roasts. All that stuff. Dylan Dylan cooked a brisket for ours. Mm. Terrible. I'm Terrible. going to your. I'm going to your place. I wouldn't, have fed it. I wouldn't have fed it to the stray cats. Oh, you know, I tried, to do a, loved it. <laughs> I tried to do a brisket once, but I had smoked salmon in my smoker the previous time. And it just, it didn't, something did something to it. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't Made right. It, fishy. It, it wasn't fishy, though. It was like something else. Something trashy. Oh, we, we lost, we lost Madrid for a second there. There Hello, well, welcome back. I got wi- I'm on Wi-Fi now, boys. We're all we're right. Good. We're golden. <laughs> we're good. You just drove the car into the house. It's fine. <laughs> I was like, let me prop my phone on this uh, on my steering wheel, and then uh, oh Cadillacs, oh Cadillac. Oh, you can't see the symbol back there, but uh, she's doing right. If you didn't hear, D5 beef uh, was a fake, uh, so you didn't get that one right. Um, the fourth one we have is Doge Trend. Austin, what are you... Uh... Doge Trend. What's the beef That's on too... this one? I always say if it's too dumb, it's probably real. 
<laughs> you said that about the steak, the the beef. He's not he's very good go at this go. game. Yeah, I'm it, gonna go. I'm going fake because Austin he he screwed me last round. I went with I just I just went with what he went with last time and we we failed. All right, so I'm going fake. All right, uh, Austin, what are you doing? I went with uh, real. I'm also going fake. That's a real one. Fuck. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 2023 Doge. That's our last token of the token of the day. Wait, you say real? Uh, Doge trend is real. Yes. Yes, that's right. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go buy some. Don't buy NFA. some. NFA. We, we had the big disclaimer at the beginning. We're covered nice for at least disclaimer. another five minutes. Um, 2023 Doge is the final token on this list. All right. Now that one might be too ridiculous. Now get off to Google. What are you doing? I'm not on Google. I don't check this shit. I feel like I'm the only one that's that's able to say that they're playing the game honestly because Austin and Hatch, y'all are both looking at computers. I'm on on Discord and shit, Mm -hmm. but I I hear Listen, I have too much pride for this game (laughs) to ever fake. I I get too many wrong for anybody to say, oh, yeah, he's definitely looking. Like, I would be 10 for 10. So, anyway, (laughs) I think it's too stupid. So, it's probably fake. I'm gonna go with real. Yeah, I mean, 2023 Doge. It's it's time we brought Doge into 2023. I think it's real too. It's fake. Made it up. Fuck you, Dave. Fuck you, Dave. Now here's the thing. It's probably gonna be real next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's the timeline? Because I can get this up in like five minutes. Hold on. True. You gotta get it listed on Coin Market Cap. Um. That would take me a couple hours, but yeah. I could. I could you got connections. Hey, could, yeah, that would that would take me to the morning. I couldn't do that right now. We got an urgent right. one coming through. Um, yeah, I mean, with that, um, we can talk Serenity Capital. Why don't you introduce, you know, what that's all about to everybody? Uh yeah, man. Uh, Serenity is uh, an ETH-based. Uh, ETH pegged Singridge protocol. Um, you know, like I, I'm not, I'm not gonna go into like a whole big uh, sales sales pitch on it. Um, it it's a OG community, and um, you know, we're really happy we we merged with uh, Vertec and uh, are, are launching uh, the only balancer deck that's on uh, BSC and. Uh, it's going to be really incredible. A lot of a lot of big things coming for for Serenity, and uh, I, I'm proud to and and along with with everybody here, um, you know we we show our face. You know we're here. You know months, years. Like I'm I'm sitting here looking at posts from six seven months ago. Like we're we're here and we're working and and doing right by uh, the people that trusted us uh, with their investments, and so. Um, I'm really proud that, you know, I'm here with, with, uh, lame hillbilly and, and top gun hatch and, and you Dave, and, uh, we're all working and building on something that we started building a very long time ago. And in this space where, uh, I can probably say that 90% of the people that are even watching this are getting rugged, uh, going after other shit. And, and we're all still here and we're, we're building, 
um, something that's going to be be pretty epic and uh, not just building our own ecosystems, but uh, the same guy building in the bear market sees the other guy building in the bear market. And, uh, you know, we're going to we're going to take over uh, once this, this bull run really, really kicks in. And um, there's a lot of exciting stuff, man. Uh, a lot of exciting stuff. I'm, I'm happy to move into the new year. Um, you know, obviously with holidays and stuff like that, and we, you know, markets weren't necessarily doing the best heading into the, the end of the year. And, uh, you know, everybody's taking time. Everybody's, you, you work so hard and push so hard through November. Like people need to put things into perspective sometimes, uh, in DeFi, um, is you, you grind so hard through, uh, October, November, uh, and then even through December and you don't really get to spend a lot of time with your family. And so then, you know, when we basically check out for a couple weeks, uh, it's good to come back and, and to have a good community and, uh, good people to work with. It really, really is. Yeah. That's like what we've sort of, my wife like sort of pointed this out today actually was like sort of, that's what's been missing. I think in a lot of DeFi spaces is that the humanality uh, of all the people behind, you know, the discord usernames, we're all people, you know? So like we have families, some of us have second jobs or, or this is our second job. Um, and you know, the holidays is, is a time for, you know, family and stuff and not, you know, grinding 80 hour weeks, you know, trying to rush through something that, that doesn't necessarily need to be rushed through right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a wild it's a wild lifestyle. I mean, I'm in this full time. I've been in it full time since January of last year. January fifteenth is my one year mark in DeFi full time. And um, you know, obviously I got into it at a time where it's not extremely lucrative. Um, I'm making ends meet for sure. Uh, but if I had stayed at my previous job, you know, I would be much more secure in, in financially. But uh, I think what I've given up or what I've taken in return for that risk is that uh this industry is fucking awesome uh, i love i love my job you know what i mean i wake up every day and i'm just so fucking happy that i'm here and that i'm able to do this consistently and um and sometimes help people you know i i have not been able to have that uh in my previous career as just a supervisor at fedex you know i'm i'm actually like i genuinely like i i tell dylan this sometimes that we had this guy that bought a satellite phone for his brother um with walrus and he actually the brother actually fell off when he was hiking and broke his legs and had to use that satellite phone to save his own life and i know that's a bit of a disconnection uh and it's a bit far-fetched but i'm saving lives out here saving saving lives lives, you know what i mean um it's it's, uh but it's still a good feeling knowing that some people, you know, obviously some people are losing money, but for two and a half months, most people made a lot of money off my protocol and, you know, they could have used that for any various reasons. But knowing that I've been able to help people and, and understand the space, even as small as that, um, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's the coolest job ever, you know? It is. Yep. And it's a, and it's an investment, like, you know, um, people don't understand and and i think that that's what separates us from from a lot of uh a lot of these other guys that like you know just chalk it up you know i i see some some people that make protocols and 
they just, you know, walk away from it and they say it's dead, this and that. And, um, you know, it's an investment in our time. Like it's not like a nine to five job. Like I could make more money, uh, just focusing on my construction business. Um, then I, then I could write this moment, like running protocols. Like, obviously I know how to make money, like just investing my own money in, in crypto and, and, and doing that itself. But like to, um, you know, like I'm starting to scale back my, my, con- my construction business to the point where I could focus more on this, uh, myself and not necessarily have, so much other stuff going on uh because it's a it is a big investment of your time right like it's not uh let me see there we go I think he's doing I flight it. checks he's in his private jet flying around yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's an investment in time like you know so, so i'm just like going off of, i'm not trying to ramble but going off what Austin said it's like yeah you could have made more money just working for fedex but people don't understand you know, you're investing a lot of time. Not only are we, you know, taking, and it's a minor, like we're doing this because we know the shit's going to explode. We're not doing this to just make less money. Like you'd be a fucking idiot. We're doing this. So I'd rather take 50 K right now and have 250 K and 16 months. Like I, I'm not dumb. Right. Like that's all of us here would make that decision. You wouldn't take 50 K now if it'd be quarter of a million and, and you know, a year's time. Right. Like, I, I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, so, you know, to take that, not only that sacrifice there, but it's not like a nine to five job. You can make more money somewhere else. But when we're doing when we're running these protocols, every second you're sitting on the couch watching TV with your family. Guess what you're doing? You're looking at your discord. You're looking at your phone. You're looking at what's going on. And uh you know, that's a huge, huge sacrifice that people don't necessarily uh, take into account. And so, like, not only are we willing to, you know, not get paid sometimes so so that you guys can can retain some of your investment. But it's it's like uh, a normal business would just say, nah, you know what? Eh, shut yeah. up, shop. We're selling it. Right. Like, yeah, instead, you, you got the owner of the business you know, double downing. Like, not only am I not going to get paid, but I'm going to also spend fucking 70 hours of my week working on it to make sure yeah. that you get your investment. Like, not even so I can make money, but I'm just trying to make sure that you make some money. And then well, I'll make money later on. I'll make I'll make a whole lot later. But Yeah, I mean, you spend time in the discords and you get to know people, you know? Like, you yep. get to, you talk to people. Like you said, like, you're sitting on the couch watching a show, but you're also in Discord, like, you know, yep. talking about, who made what for dinner and who's got what go on in their life, you know? So it's, you meet a lot of people and they become, you know, like friends uh, and connections that you don't want to just walk away, you know? So it's, it's that too. But one thing that bugs me is when people say like in real life, like if, if my son is, is playing on the floor and I'm taking time to, look at this little block that I have in my hand to message you, this is real life, right? Like, you know, it's no different. Like people don't, people misconceive in real life. Like this is just as real as uh, your everyday life. Like some people, you might live under a, an anonymous name or a, a different discord name, but um, you know, like if I take, if I'm taking time away from my family to put attention to 
to what we're doing here. And I, and I do it because I enjoy it. Like, you know, like you, you do something that you have passion about, like, yeah. And we're all here because we enjoy it. We see the uh, potential and, and know what crypto is going to do long-term. And um, it, it's, uh, I love it's it. A good, yeah. It's a good time special. to be working in the space. It is. It is. It's it is really special. Yeah. Um, I know it would be nice to work, you know, on the upside, you know, I've, I started like sort of like Austin, I started, you know, doing graphic design for projects, uh, like starting with grape, uh, also in January. And so I've sort of just kind of ridden the train down, um, you know, this past year and I'm excited for, you know, having the ticket to, to ride the train, uh, back up the hill, um, so to speak. So it's definitely exciting rewarding it helps me get out of bed in the morning uh, it's like that co- it's crypto and coffee and that's it you know uh, coffee chair, and, my stomach and getting getting the kid to school on time that's it um, i wish i could drink coffee man my you uh like, you know coffee destroys my stomach i look at my wife so menacingly like i buy her coffee pots to like start at eight o'clock in the morning and it's like uh coffee just rips me man i don't know why you do tea you get any any caffeine in you oh yeah kickstart mountain dew kickstart baby yeah red bulls red bull uh, i drink I used red to bulls red and bull. i know i'm gonna i know i'm gonna die early because like Austin of it, says but... he's not gonna put anything in, in his body unless it has consequences that's right <laughs> You gotta yeah. live life on the I edge. Tried to, that's, how you, that's how you feel alive. He was over here a couple of days ago, and I, I, I've been drinking tea in the afternoons, and uh, instead of drinking like afternoon coffee. And I said, "Do you want some tea?" And he's like, "Does it have caffeine?" And I said, "Yeah, it's got caffeine." He said, oh, "I guess I'll try some." And he waited for it to get ice fucking cold. It was like a. I, I, I don't like hot like drinks. A, hot beverages are fucking weird, man. <laughs> It's like it's like a blueberry yeah, tea, and the man just wait for it to get ice cold, and said, "This is awful." And then he proceeded to, <laughs> he proceeded to drink the entire thing over the course of ten minutes. You goddamn right, I did. I ain't gonna. Yeah, it's got I'll fucking nurse. caffeine in it. I'll like slam down a first cup of coffee, and then I'll get a second cup. But that second cup will take me all day to drink it to the point where like I'm drinking it like driving home from work, and it's like ice cold and. It's an experience. You get like, you know, all the different layers of flavor. Yeah. You know, all I the different drink, temperatures. I could drink three pots of coffee in a day and not think but, a thing of it. But tea? It doesn't tear your guts up. Like, it doesn't, nope. like, nothing tears. I've got iron clots. Nah, that thing. Yeah, I do I get, too, but like, no, dude. I get, like, I don't understand. I get, uh, I get bad acid reflux off of caffeine. Um, yeah, so it's like that. Uh, Tums does not fix my. No. I take I Austin's take uh, the the highest strength possible. I've had in in what do they call me endoscopies where they actually put like a tube down my throat just to make yeah. sure I'm not getting fucking throat cancer, which is probably going to happen anyway. But um, yeah, it's um it's definitely intense to drink anything more than like I have to watch my caffeine intake. It has to be less than like 150 milligrams, or I get like acid reflux where I throw up. Oh, uh, it's quite odd. So you're like so. a shot of espresso and out. Yeah, he's, yeah. Well, no shots. A shot of like a twelve ounce uh, Red Bull. If I take anything more than a twelve ounce Red Bull or a sixteen ounce Monster, that's it for me. I'm I'm shaking and throwing up. It's quite odd. 
You're allergic. You could be allergic to caffeine. It sounds like. Wouldn't a... that be some shit? I've often thought that Austin, that you might just be allergic to caffeine. Like maybe that's your whole thing. Well, is that sucks possible? for me? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's definitely possible. Caffeine Let's was see created. What says. Yeah, caffeine was actually created to not be ingested by mammals, but. Mm. You know us humans, we love a good same with capsaicin. We just love us a little uh naughty chemical. That's awesome. Um you could have so mm. Yeah. You're I don't gonna know. die in twenty four hours also. I don't know. Yeah, Sorry. I mean if you start webmd in my symptoms, I'm gonna have <laughs> I'm He's gonna have eyeball cancer and shit. Like I'm not reading that shit. Like either I die or I don't die. It's fifty fifty chance. It's gonna get you. No, um, I don't think it's a caffeine allergy based on what WebMD said. It's usually a high. Hell yeah! I'll can I'll cancel my doctor's appointment. Thank you, Dave. This is what, <laughs> this is what the people hey. listen to the show for. The live. It may not uh, be financial advice, but here we give out medical advice willingly. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Just as illegal, probably. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome we to the show. Him. We broke him. Uh, if you have any medical questions, feel free to call in. We'll, uh, we'll diagnose you live on camera. You gotta go ahead and call into this number. I'll pull that shit right up on WebMD, ma'am. You don't have to go to the doctor. Just cash at me. Uh, cash app, cash app, Dave. He'll, he'll, he'll give you a fifteen-minute. Uh, I need to get me. a lab coat. That's a, a. You know what's crazy? It's just like off. it's like the tech field. Like when when all these IT specialists take your laptop and stuff, they Google ninety percent of it. Like I've seen my doctor fucking Google shit, and there is nothing more concerning uh, <laughs> than a doctor fucking doing that shit. Because like they just have a base level knowledge. Like right in anything front of you. Yeah, like they have a base level knowledge, and they can infer. This is this is how all industries work. You have a base level understanding, and everything else is done through experience and learning, uh, through trials and tribulations. But they just infer. They can infer much easier via like Google and like more dedicated articles that are for specific issues. And then they can say, "Oh, with my medical background and looking at this, it's very clear that you have this." Right? And that's how it is with the IT field or any other field, crypto field. You know, I'm googling how to run a protocol all the time. Uh, I haven't found anything. That's- <laughs> I haven't found anything yet that really stuck with me, but I'm getting close and I can infer pretty good. Um, so it's just one of those things. Uh, well, Google medium says, article gets uh, published in 12 minutes from Madrid 22, how to yeah. run a protocol. You got to, ch- I'm charging 99.99. You get there a course, is, make dude. a course. Yeah. Hustler V2. Uh, Investopedia has a, a uh, a four-step process. You have to con- Austin. This is for you. You got to choose a consensus mechanism. Uh, a blockchain operating protocol is also known as a consensus mechanism. Then you need to design your blockchain architecture, and then you need to audit your new blockchain and its code. You have to make a whole blockchain, Austin. And Jesus then you have to Christ. verify the legal compliance. It's four steps. Easy. That's it. That's it. That's all there is. Four to steps, it. and you too can be a broke protocol owner like me. <laughs> You enjoy making money? <laughs> don't do this right I now. Hope I, I hope I've glorified this it. industry enough that everybody's hopping in. Everybody. Um, I mean, but yeah, but back to Serenity, like, um, so you're building a, a balancer DEX, and that's going to sort of like help your peg token, or you sort of moving away from the peg token. Because I know there's a lot of senior edge protocols out there just 
doing all kinds of different directions with what to do with their highly inflated peg tokens. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, with the Vertex decks, um, you know, we're, we're focusing most of our uh, development power, team power uh, towards that. Uh, that gives our uh, peg tokens a bit more utility. Um, no, we're not going to be moving away from it. Um, it, it can be, uh, refined and perfected. Uh, and we do think that our tokenomics, uh, with Serenity were impeccable. Um, we never lost peg uh, a single time, uh, when we, when we launched and, and, uh, we did our Ethereum, uh, pre-sale. And the mistake I made as a as a protocol owner um, is we took those pre-sale, uh, we, we sold tokens that were not in circulation uh, and we put them into circulation. So that basically defuncted the tokenomics that we spent six months building to, to basically know that, okay, at this specific, we knew when we launched Serenity, uh, what at Epoch 300, how much money we would need to have if every single person sold every token that was in circulation. So when we decided uh, to go multi-chain um, and we did pre-sales, obviously that was done with treasury tokens, treasury peg tokens that we never intended to be in circulation. We were never going to sell our peg tokens uh, for, you know, team pay or, or this or that. You obviously would sell the share. Um, and so when we did our pre-sale on ETH, um, you know, we still maintain pegged through, uh, the, the ETH expansion. Uh, then when we went to AVAX, uh, we put about $150,000 worth of tokens. Now it's probably more than that. Um, we put a substantial amount of tokens that were meant to not be in circulation out into circulation. And that's just a mistake. And, and so, um, if those that scenario had not happened and then you had obviously we had accounted for cross train uh cross chain arbitrage um but uh you know when we did our pre-sale obviously we used some of that money to you pay some of the team you invest uh you know it is what it is and so it, it was a very unhealthy expansion and and so had we not done that um I, I still to this day know that we would not have lost peg because we knew exactly to the penny uh, what was needed. And so it was very successful for, for a while and we went cross chain. We made some mistakes and uh, like Austin said, you, you learn through trials and tribulations. Uh, we spent six months working on tokenomics and we fucked it up in 24 hours. Right. <laughs> so, so, I've been, I, you know, I've been places that quick. Yeah, all right, yeah. This is yeah. working great. Here, here's how to fuck it up. I'll put that on Google for you, Austin. Thank I'll, you. I'll put that, I'll put that how do you fuck it up in 24 hours? Quick. Plenty, plenty of of those examples floating around. Uh, I'm not gonna name any names. Well, I'm there's. Certainly... It's just like 
it's just like something can look so good on paper and then implementation of it. There's so many variables that just have to line up for it to actually be implemented correctly. It's almost impossible to gauge. And so sometimes you just have to do shit that may not work, right? Like as a protocol owner, you literally just have to do shit that does not work uh, because you think it's your best course of action at the time. And you have all kinds of other variables of pressure on top of those for protocol owners, like uh, making sure that you're you're thinking about the investors, making sure you're thinking about the tokenomics and marrying the two together so that there's longevity in the protocol. And um, there's so many weighted factors that like in hindsight, many people can comment on the mistakes made by protocol owners, but few can understand uh, the crucial pivotal moments of making these calls um, and implementing certain features into them because it's, it's so expansive and people don't understand that implementation and thinking up of something that's super smart mathematically may be counterproductive as far as like sentiment for the protocol itself. And like understanding those is what makes a good protocol owner, not the, the failures that, that, that are made. I mean, I, I sure you can, you can boil down a lot of things that I've done as failures uh, but the overall theme of what I've done has always been to try and just like help the protocol and, and never giving up on it. So it, it's difficult to be, a, you and know, welfare. a project owner. Yeah, and they, that's what they say is that I'm the welfare of DeFi because I have given back over, you know, I'd say at least $500,000 in stables back to my community via buybacks and everything seven. else. And uh, it's just, it, you know, it's one of those things that it probably wasn't even the best idea at the time, but the reason I did it was for investors and, um, uh, failure or not i'm going out swinging you know what i mean i'm going out swinging and i want people to know that that i left this space like i came into it with the idea of putting integrity first and, and real business practices and um implementation of things that i think are best for the community it's it's a difficult fucking road that we teeter on because also other people don't understand or most people that no matter what you implement in this space, there is a tightrope you walk of it could go wrong on both sides. Like both, you know, every single thing you put in is a double edged sword. Like, oh, this looks great on paper and it should reduce supply. But in in hindsight, it also did this and it put this because at the end of the day, what really matters for these startup companies that we build is capital. And so no matter what you do and no, how, no matter how much you wash around capital, uh, new capital is needed to some extent in most of these DeFi protocols. It's just period. It's baked in no matter what. Um, but it, it's all about optics and sentiment. So it's it's a difficult fucking beast. Right. And you have these, these like you said, they're sort of like small businesses. Um, and you're almost like making these decisions like basically directly in front of your consumers, which doesn't happen, uh, you know, with, with uh, direct to, like to consumer small businesses you'd get on main street, you know? Yeah. So, Apple's not asking, Apple's not asking what the best implementation of this next iPhone is going to be. Right. Right. And it's and like I know, you I know said, it's you, had, like, you were like, um, <laughs> they shouldn't make another iteration of iPhone. They should take a couple of years off. Cause they're all the same. <laughs> But like, yeah, that's 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 really that that's big, man. And, and I think that that uh, boils down to morality. Like, you know, when when people like and I've said this a lot and in, in our discords and, and to our communities and stuff like that, like they're not investing in in the website like you're investing in that individual like when you some people are you know investing in stock markets and and those companies have, have grown so big to where they're just investing in in a stock 
right? Like you're not investigating the CEO. You might be smart enough to do research on the business itself, but some people don't. Um, then they're investing in, in us. And it's like, you know, uh, Elon Musk, that dude, he doesn't make every decision he makes is not perfect. Jeff Bezos is not every decision. Every one of these guys have fucked up. Right. And the people that, that invest in them are investing in, it's like, all right, well, I'm I'm trusting that your learning curve is gonna gonna you're gonna do better than you fuck up. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Breaking it down simple is like you know, and and that's uh, and, right. and you, you gotta show that, that right? and, and you people can, sell that short. Yeah, and you can you can make a bad you can make a good business decision, uh, you know, but if it's a business decision that would piss off your entire community. But, but would save the business, you know, you're still screwed, right? So you yep, need to because I've been in those situations. I, I've been in those situations where I could have cut the legs off my investors at the cost of saving frozen walrus treasury, um, at the cost of, you know, having longevity for my own runway, for my own payment. Uh, and I chose to pick the investor. And was it the best decision? Because at the end of the day, would it have helped the investor long term? Maybe. But I had to make that decision within you know, probably 24 to 48 hours. Uh, and it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I could wake up and think about and it'd be a pit in my stomach. Cause I'm like, well, I could have done something different. Um, but at the end of the day, you just had to roll with these fucking punches that come in DeFi and just keep moving, you know, yeah. now, now, now what frozen wars looks like is entirely different than what it did eight months ago. The narrative has changed. Um, and I think that's part of just being in DeFi and this space, like the the actual space of DeFi moving at an exponential rate, um, and that's with regulations, uh, with technology, everything about it has moved up substantially and and at a rate that is unfathomable for any other industry. Like this industry itself has moved faster than any other industry. Internet boom, no matter what, no matter which one you want to pick in our in our entire life as humans, this is the fastest moving industry that we've seen. Um, so it's it's tough to keep up with, man. Indeed. Yeah, this is even faster than the uh, the Amazon merch uh, T-shirt business, which uh, I got into a few years ago. Uh, I've not heard of was, that one. You, it's it's like basically artists, and you upload your design to Amazon, and Amazon prints the shirts, sends the shirts, handles all the customer service, but they do zero control over. This is a huge derail, and I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> you're supposed to know what this was. Um, yeah, no, I want to hear about it. I've never heard of it. No, that. so you you do that, and then but I am Amazon, which is good, and then you get a little cut of every shirt that you sell, right? Because Amazon handles all the material and printing and inventory, so it's actually like it's really good. Um, but the problem was that it was, you know, during that sort of like hustle, that like uh, sort of like what's your hustle? You know, what are you doing? It's like oh, I'm making merch on Amazon, you know. And everybody started stealing and copying everybody's designs and artwork. And Amazon did very little to prevent that uh, unless you took a trademark out on like the slogan that was on the shirt you designed. And that was like the only way to protect yourself was pay 250 bucks for a trademark for one design. But you might have hundreds up. Um, So it got crazy. Did you make money? Yeah, I make money. I still make money. I haven't uploaded in two years, two or three years, but I still usually seasonally I'll, I'll run through, get 
I don't know, maybe like 10 bucks a month, but like, I am not, I haven't done anything with it in, in years. So it's a win for yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, you got to take any side income you can get, you know, diversifying your income streams is definitely one of the biggest things that I've ever learned moving over to DeFi and being my own boss. And, uh, you really, you really lose out of the stability you get from like a salaried position. Right. So it's very difficult whenever one income stream is struggling and you have nothing else to fall back on. Right. Like it's just, uh, that's an exhausting thing that I do on a daily. Yeah. On a daily. Well, what? You know, FedEx is hiring Austin. Daily. You know? Listen, that company was amazing. I'm going to be honest with you. FedEx taught me app so much. I'll be honest. Like that was an amazing company. And FedEx is a great company to work for. FedEx, if you um, want to sponsor this show, you <laughs> WLRS radio at gmail.com. And I worked with amazing people, but uh, one of the big things about working for corporate America is the way that you have to treat every individual exactly the same. And it just didn't set well with me because every individual is motivated differently. Every individual communicates differently. Every individual you know, responds differently to different situations. And understanding that is what I think makes a good manager or owner or whatever else is understanding that everybody comes from different backgrounds and, and knowing that you can't respond appropriately to different situations because you're a, you're representing an entire company it's just too much and i don't i don't talk corporate so it just wasn't working well for me uh and i was constantly getting in trouble um for things i was doing like, for fuck people. you man take your package yeah, <laughs> and, and and i were but see i wasn't front-facing i was i was a manager over top of of people that that ran docs and it was uh, one of those things that like these guys were certain people were struggling with certain situations and i was like pretty much hey you know fuck you i can't do anything <laughs> about it and that like irked me really deeply um so it's one of those things that uh, that's why i love being in this industry because i can treat people exactly how i want to and the way that i think uh, is best and it makes me much happier yeah shout out crypto let me be who i want to be you do you yeah, he never would have had that hair two or three years ago. I'll tell you that much. Nah, man, the hair's coming from just being uh, too scared to get a haircut at this point. That's real Jeez. shit. What I'm are you actually just of? terrified. I, I don't know. I just I I got my haircut from the same person for like five years, and I just didn't want to change. Who and he left, and so I had no availability. I tried it one more time uh, from a new person, and they cut it like trash. Um, and ever since then, I was like, I'm just. Not I know you're not talking hair. about my girl Alicia. Shout out to Alicia, but my I didn't like my haircut. Alicia. <laughs> I didn't hey. like my haircut. Alicia, <laughs> Alicia cut my, has been cutting my hair since I was a freshman in high school. She does a great nah, job. Man. I, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's just me. Like I haven't found my style that I really was like feeling. So I was just like, well, whatever. I just well, me and Austin have gigantic you ever, heads. They feel well get... in person. They're gigantic, so it's hard for us to get haircuts because. We have gigantic. Yeah, I mean, look heads. at my. I mean, look at my forehead, dude. Like, I mean, we got like you know, a lot. Of, you got to. I got real space. estate. I got real estate there, son. Like, Put you got to make sure Manning you're covering it. You got to make sure that you got the trim. You, you trim the hedges right so that it fits the the real estate, and nobody's done that for me yet. So, yeah, bad bad haircut will stick with you. Yes, it six, will. Six weeks at least. So, yep. So, it's just not worth it. I'll just I'll just rock the man bun. Fuck it. That's the real reason we've been gone three weeks. I did get a bad haircut a few weeks ago. Oh no! Did you? Did you actually? Yeah, I don't. It might even be on our last <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking, yeah, yeah. 
Was it Alicia? Know about it. <laughs> it's fucking Alicia, man. God, <laughs> man. how dare you? getting everywhere. I won't, yeah, I, I, won't, I won't handle this Alicia slander. She does a fantastic uh, no. job. I'm sure she does. I did not drive to Kentucky to get a haircut. Um, That's good, Dave. Not very cost efficient, I'll tell you that. I'll be honest with you guys. It's almost been an hour, and we haven't covered one thing of macro news. I'm pretty proud of you, Dave. Well, it's the DeFi show, so we're not covering <laughs> shit on macro. Well, not Mac, but we usually cover something in DeFi at this point, don't we? Uh, I mean, I'm well, down with bullshitting. I think I like it. I like, yeah. I mean, the hell is that? Did like Alicia give you that? That Alicia yeah. did that. that, that what a douche. Hold on. Let me get the thing. Let me a... make you premium here. Hold on. No. That's not you, me. Dave. That's your haircut, Dave. For no, all those, that's what I have now because I let it grow out. If I put the gel in it and stuck it up like that, this was me pre crypto. Look how happy I was. Look how clean, <laughs> clean cut, and happy I was. <laughs> this Damn, is what crypto. Brutal. This is, is what a terrible does commercial see. for crypto. Like uh, and, you just and Dylan, got a, Dylan's got a gray stuff. strip down his middle of his hair now. Look at that. Tell us how long you've been in the bear market without tell us how, <laughs> telling us how long. Yeah, all you got, all market. you got to do is look at the look at the rings in Dylan's hair. Like whenever oh, you cut man. up a tree, you could tell that. And the, age. the light from your computer, dude. You just like aged fifty years, dude. You look like that guy from The Witcher for a second. <laughs> Girl, Gerald. Yeah, I'll take that all day. Kill some monsters. Oh my god, it's ugh. no. My I'm haircut problem was you know that, the swirly thing in the back, and then like stuff wasn't even. Oh. And I'll tell you the worst part of my haircut. You know how they put that thing around your neck? Yeah. Alicia, well, don't like, do that. Alicia, we'll, Alicia we'll, we'll, don't do that. We'll say Alicia, quote unquote. But my hair person, they left a piece of hair in between like where that was. Damn. And so my wife you had, had a little it. rat tail. It was, yeah, yeah. It was weird, <laughs> freaky rat tail looking thing. Damn, but man. it was all it was on its own little island you know because there, that's great. <laughs> all right guys i i'm gonna have to run in here uh i don't think uh second day well, of pregnancy alone with uh baby roman i uh nah man get in there fast yeah. <laughs> uh, capital you know we'll we'll send some tweets out uh but definitely go check them out. You're on Binance. Is that right? Your cross yep. chain. Yep. Yep. Mostly Binance. Yep. All, on, all, right. all on Binance. We'll, well, we'll, I'll, I'll come back on and we'll, we'll yeah. get into we'll We'll do some more. We'll do some more uh, shit talking on protocols. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us very much. Yeah, it's been man. a couple of weeks in the making. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I like uh, I like the I like Walrus Radio. That's pretty pretty cool. Uh, getting to hang out and chill out and uh, you know, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's nice, man. It's nice. Well, congratulations, yeah. Congrats. congratulations on the the baby on the way. Um, Thank you. Super happy for you, man. I know the feeling. It happened all too recently to me, and I know it happened just recently to you as well. So I mean, all yeah. the same feelings. I get it. I understand it and just be there for her like I know you will be. And I hope everything goes smooth as fucking butter, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I, uh, I, uh, funny, before I leave, the funniest thing is I, I put on, uh, and I, uh, when I was getting our, the pregnancy test that just showed the words, 
and I was leaving Walmart with a thing of Pampers and a pregnancy test. I'm like, man, <laughs> I don't fucked up. <laughs> the two before two. Uh, but it's it's the greatest one of the greatest days of my lives, man. And uh, it was a lot of fun yeah. hanging out with you guys. Yeah, man. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy, and we will talk again soon. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Catch up with you later. Yep, I'll see you. All right. See you guys. All right. Uh, so we can sort of jump in. I guess, Austin, if you want to talk some Frozen Walrus updates. I know there was a big announcement today. Big one. Yeah. And, and when you uh, said, hold on, when you said it was like, this is not a drill, I was like, oh, fuck, what's, what's bad now? <laughs> Everything has rubbed. We rubbed. Um, no. Uh, so today our ex-walrus had a huge mint. And if you don't know, ex-walrus is our illiquid token uh, that is used to soak up the supply of walrus to make it easier to peg. Uh, later on, it will be used in Glacier to earn its own emissions. And also ex-walrus, USDC, or AVAX, whatever we decide, uh, we'll have a farm on X Walrus or a farm on Frozen Walrus uh, to earn some of that USDC uh, straight back to you as investors based on the trade volume. Um, so with that, uh, X Walrus also has the highest allocations of Walrus share on the platform. Um, so somebody actually took 300k Walrus out of their LP pairing and converted it to X Walrus today, putting us at 124 um, percent. Total walrus supply converted into X walrus. And so, what that means is 124% of the total walrus supply has now converted into X walrus at one point, which means every walrus ever in existence has touched the contract. Over 434,000 walrus has been burned out of existence. Um, and so, what this is going to do is as the time goes on and Glacier gets closer, um, any kind of hype or demand for the token of walrus itself uh, will be much easier to peg. Just in comparison, just recently it was about 500K to peg walrus as it stood, but now it only cost about another 250K to peg. Um, so almost half the price to peg the amount of tokens we have in existence. And I expect that to be a lot less as more people convert into X walrus. Um, so what, what I plan it to be is that walrus share will be used to earn walrus uh, and walrus will be this intermediary token where you can use it to buy X walrus. Um, and as you buy X walrus, it gets more expensive. Um, and X walrus will be the big narrative of you can use this token uh, and earn off of the trade fees of it. So um, I think it's a cool value proposition for the overall narrative of X walrus. Um, I'm assuming we're going to do much more with it. Well, I'm not assuming. I know we will. Um, and I think it's really strong to see that the community, um, as inactive as all of DeFi is right now, to have converted every single walrus over once plus 25% more uh, into X Wars. It's a um, it, it's a great feeling. It's a cool thing to see. I know everybody's like, why is the price not going up and only down if X Wars has done this? And you have to understand that just because X Wars is being uh, used to this extent, it's amazing. But without demand or you know people actually committing to buying Walrus, price appreciation cannot occur. Now, eventually we could get it where there's so much Walrus out of circulation um, that it matches the demand via the LP, which is about 35,000 in the LP, 35,000 USDC. Eventually, maybe we get it down to 35,000 Walrus in the LP and 35,000 USDC in the LP, which would make Walrus a dollar again. Um, so it's one of those things, it's going to take a long time to fix. You have to understand it took us 
three months to pretty much overinflate and fuck ourselves for the bear market. It's going to take some time to unravel that and, and change things around um, to have a model that actually works. Um, and, and we plan on you know overhauling the overall tokenomics of, of Walrus so that you want to buy these ecosystem tokens. You want to be involved in what Walrus is doing, um, but it takes a long time to develop that. And um, you know, so I understand the sell-offs. I understand uh, the price of these tokens. Uh, it takes time, and I'm starting to understand that more and more every day that things cannot happen overnight. Uh, we're not in a bull market anymore. So, uh, but again. X Walrus is, is proven to be a huge success, in my opinion, uh, for what we've accomplished thus far. And, and I think it looks really cool for the protocol itself. Definitely uh, big news. Big news for the Walrus. I mean, it's probably, you know what? The probably the masturbation. It's that jerking off Walrus. It's the masturbation. <laughs> is the whale. Oh, he has an, his name is Thor, by the way. The Could have the, been a better name. The masturbating Walrus. His name is Grabbing Thor. his hammer, huh? That's what I was thinking about. I was like, that's too hard. Why are you thinking about that? He was thinking of he's been thinking (laughs) about. Why are you thinking Uh, about that, Austin? So when you guys rewatch this on YouTube, uh, Walrus Radio on YouTube, uh, (laughs) you guys are all talking about something serious, and you can I don't remember exactly what the timestamp was, but you can see me like sort of like doing shit around my desk. There was a fucking spider crawling across my desk, and I was like, it was like I was about to get it. And I was going to grab, I grabbed this little box, you know, to, I was like, I'm going to squish it with the box, dude. And then as I reach for the fucking box, dude, this spider fucking comes up right over the top of the box. And I was like, oh, is, is bad. It got away. Did you kill it? it no, it's still no. on the loose. Oh, it's, it's crawling in your mouth tonight for sure. So I actually have another, uh, animal. I have another animal experience, um, similar to the bat story. Um, so I'm sitting in my bed, 3 a.m. Had been smoking a little uh, of the old herb, tobacco. And so I'm laying, I'm laying down, and I hear this rattling out of my ear, uh, to the side of my ear where my bedside table is, and I keep hearing it, keep hearing it, and eventually I'm like, all right, something is in this room with me. Um, I need to figure out what it is. So I turn the lights on, and I start looking in the drawer. I open the, so I'm like pulling pillows off around my bed. Uh, I'm looking, there's nothing there. So I'm like, it has to be in this drawer. So as I open the drawer, a mouse falls out. And I'm telling you, this is like probably six inches from my head. A mouse falls out and runs out. I freak out. Um, And everybody's (laughs) like, oh, you're a hillbilly. You should be freaking out over a mouse. Fuck you. This thing is by my head. Uh, I do not like vermin. And it was beside me. Um, So obviously I get freaked out. You know, I'm not like grabbing a broom and jumping on a, jumping on a, a chair or anything no. you know what i mean like I, but i freak out like knowingly that i have to figure out where this mouse is um i open the drawer and there's like m&m packets from halloween that were in there that was just been destroyed by this mouse and i'm like you know what so you got a mouse trap and i put a little m&m outside of it and i'm like I'll get, this, I'll get Mice this little motherfucker and um i haven't caught it yet right i haven't caught it yet but uh you use peanut butter you can try peanut butter I, I did put peanut butter in the trap and then an m&m outside the trap oh we came yeah, yeah. we came back after two days the m&m was gone but that trap was not set so he got a little free m&m on me uh don't yeah, worry the, M&M you fed the it too butter. much they're little they don't eat a lot you know so uh still looking for him but still man i don't, I don't know what it is with vermin and, and coming in crashing my party but uh, yeah, that is the story. Outside the house, over. you know, I'll battle hornets' nests and things with the spray. You know, 
But inside the house, man, that's a whole different ball game. Yeah, your your guards levels, down, you're ill equipped. Yeah, man, they can see in the dark. I can't see in the dark. They can Barely fit in small crevices. They they can fit in small crevices. I can't. Yeah, they're beating me ten out of ten times on that. They're running my household right now, and I don't like that. Yeah, the only reason we're top of the food chain is because we can make tools and houses and shit. <laughs> but like, I, there's like a thousand animals that will just wreck your ass that only eat lettuce. You know. Y'all speak for yourself. Ain't nobody wrecking my ass. Nah, oh, man. Mouses win 10 out of 10s against me. You ever seen those deer mice? Uh, the ones with the fangs. No. Yeah. No, I haven't all, seen that. Well, all mice, I think, have fangs, right? No, the deer mice have uh, big fangs. Well, no, I'm bigger. thinking of... Uh, okay, no, I'm thinking they're of... Like, Hold on. They're like in between a rat and a mouse. They don't like have, come in numbers, but they're huge. This is what I'm thinking of. I'll send it in the little chat. We need to talk about news. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is that what I, this podcast is? Listen, about? I didn't renew my bus driving license. Uh, yeah, clearly. Steer the fucking bus here, Dave. You know what? Uh, we got three topics all sort of on the same thing right off the bat here. Um, but we'll start off. Immunify says it's facilitated $66 million in bug bounties since its inception. Uh, so crypto security firm, which offers and facilitates bug bounties, says it's facilitated. They love that word. Uh, <laughs> over $60 million in facilitate. No, they didn't say that. Uh, okay. $60 million in bounties since its inception. Um, so this is a good thing, I think, for crypto in that we need more places like that sort of are an escrow for you know, these bug bounties that, you know, hackers are taking. Excuse me. Um, so they had gone on and they said, uh, this is a quote, a $5,000 bounty payout for cr- for critical vulnerabilities may have worked with Web 2. But for example, it does not work in the Web 3 world. If the direct loss of funds for a Web 3 vulnerability could be up to $50 million, then it makes sense to offer much larger bounty sizes to incentivize good behavior. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, Web two, the infrastructure wasn't direct capital, right? Like the infrastructure did not facilitate like direct capital, like crypto does. You could get any currency from a from a protocol and convert it to your favorite non native currency of that protocol. Um, you know, the, these hackers are taking fifty, hundred, sometimes billions of dollars. Um, we we need to make sure that it's easier, right, to find bounties and give it up. But we also, you know, what goes along with that is there needs to be real repercussions. And so far, we haven't seen that. Um, so the two together, married together, is is much more beneficial than just one side or the other. Like regulations are cool, but people are going to hide out. But if it's financially incentivized and also bad to, to, to hack people, um, then it becomes much more lucrative for, for hackers to say, listen, maybe I should just go on the straight and narrow and do the right thing still get paid for it right um so it's good that they're doing that um but i think that there also has to be uh, very severe consequences for stealing that kind of capital uh speaking of consequences uh and this is the one of the things in our in my set of three things all roughly on the same topic the mango hacker if you remember him abraham eisenberg he was arrested on market manipulation charges Hell yeah. Um, Mango market attacker and attempted Ave attacker 
Abraham Eisenberg was arrested and charged with market manipulation offenses, uh, charged with commodities fraud and commodities manipulation for his role in the $110 million mango hack. That's um, good so news. There, there are your consequences and a reason to work uh, either with directly with a protocol or with uh, a responsible third party that if you find an exploit in this space, you can get paid sort of legally, uh, <laughs> well, not sort of, actually legally, uh, you know, and not fuck over investors. You can keep people in the space. Uh, and, and also potentially get... save future investors. Right. You know, um, I, I think there's a lot to be said. I like, what do you, what impact do you want to leave on the world? And I know there's so many people that are like, oh, you know, fuck everybody else. I'm going to do the best that I can to make as much as I can, right? And th- there's, there's no hope for those kind of people probably. But there's a lot of people that are probably on the fence of like, well, should I do the right thing or should I not? And they have to weigh that out. But if you can benefit other people with your talent, uh, and also be paid for it. I think that's much more gainful, like on a morality scale of like personal reflection, uh, than just like, you know, stealing people's funds and running away with it. Cause you're just gonna be looking over your shoulder all the time. So best of luck to them. You know, right. he was another... part of a crew, wasn't he? He had like a whole yes. group. So is he, he's probably yeah. gonna rat them out. Like he's gonna uh, squeal. Yeah. None of these people are built for prison. Like, <laughs> like when, <laughs> You know when the cop comes in, you know, and he's got the light. He's like, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, no, no, I can promise you none of these people are, are ready I'm for prison. I'm not built for prison. I'm not yeah, built for prison. But most people that I come in contact with could not ever fathom prison life. I'm also ever. not stealing hundreds of millions of dollars. Or uh, any tr- there's some dollars. more good news that follows this. I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but the charges he was brought up on. Uh, commodities fraud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I was thinking about that that's too. That's because that security hasn't done their dirty work yet. So, fuck Gary Gensler. I yeah. just SC, the more the SEC may come, come out. in later and get a little piece of the pie, but um, it's good that the commodities exchange or the commodities commission is is looking at it. Um, again, yeah. though, I still hope that that the U.S. It looks like Yellen's got some kind of fucking nuke about to go off on crypto if a bill passes it's what i've been hearing but i haven't read the bill myself so it's I'm a not hot gonna, mess yeah i'm not i'm not gonna try and like weasel it down i need to research it a little bit more um but basically yeah. every validator at least would have to register as a financial institution among other things so they, just, they could do they could make so much money if they just regulate crypto in a way that benefits people like there is they don't real, know what like, it is they're yeah, just but making the thing up is, like, like the thing is, is that AWS, right, is, is a service that Amazon offers that blockchain can offer as well for cheaper rates, right? So it, it, it leads me to believe that there is lobbying going against crypto because of current business models that are making a lot of people money, similar to how the weed industry is being tanked because of the tobacco industry, uh, farming, everything else. Like it's all money's game. Like it's not because they think it's the right thing to do. They just know that they're getting paid by the people that are the opposition towards crypto. So it's not going to be an easy road. This regulation will not be easy for the U.S. Um, and, and I don't think that consumers will come out on top ever. Um, so it, it sucks. It really does. And I was really hoping that the U.S. would come out the door with something that was tangible and much better off. Um, that was consumer friendly, uh, and that retail was like, I still want to be in crypto, but it looks like what they're trying to do is say, 
nobody should be in crypto, uh, even though there is so many benefits for retail users. Um, and, and it's so funny because it's like a laughing stock right now because of these NFT scandals and everything else. Everybody's like, why would you ever buy an NFT? Why would you ever do this? Very few people understand the real benefit of blockchain technology and, and what it can do uh, for the current infrastructure we use on the daily. Um, and, and it's it's sad to see that it's being uh, dealt with this kind of propaganda because uh, I do actually think that that crypto is such a valuable tool. Um, and, and right now, of course, it's in the very very early stages, but um, I think it has so much to offer for you know the normal technology age that we're in today, um, and 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 better options for retail people, normal users. Uh, and and I don't know that it'll come to come to light ever, which sucks. Uh, not in the but, U.S., but not, not in the U.S. I'll go to Panama. It's supposed to be yeah, very fuck friendly. It. Puerto Rico, fuck it. Cayman Islands when the bull market comes back. <laughs> True. I hear there's some Bahamas real estate going to be opening up soon. There you go. Get you that big five-story mansion. Yeah. You'll have to liquidate it to pay all those legal fees. <laughs> uh, he already did that with Solana. So. True. They got wrecked. Man, anybody, listen, people talk about Arbitrum and all these places. Like, this is why I'm so bullish on Avalanche, right? Is Arbitrum validators, there's like three. It's centralized, just like Solana. It's centralized. It can be shut down. If you're doing that, you are only there for money. And I understand that is 90% of crypto. But if you actually understand the tech and you actually see longevity in the future of, of blockchain and the technology behind it, like understand that these chains that are offering fast, uh, lightning services at very very cheap rates it comes at a cost and that is the cost is you right like you're you're being used and farmed for for various different reasons um and, and that's why i'm so bullish on avalanche and the things they're building I actually just listened to a space today from some of the avalanche builders and and what subnets is offering in this uh interoperability between um subnets it is absolutely fantastic and the infrastructure that they've been able to build um, I think 2023 is going to be a fucking awesome year for Avalanche. I'm so excited. They have AAA games, by the way. AAA games coming out on Avalanche. And uh, the anime Sunday. games, yeah. including so, Naruto. Just letting you guys know, it's like actual AAA first-person shooters coming out through Avalanche. Um, and they're building so much infrastructure that can really work with permissionless or permission. Um, and, and it's going to be so impactful to the space. I'm absolutely bullish on the on the red chain, dude. I'm team red all the way. Red chain. Red chain, AMD. Snow gang. Let's go. Yeah. So uh, it's 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 awesome, man. I'm super bullish on it. And um, I have an Ava Labs meeting on Monday. So I get to talk with the boys. Well, can you get him on red. the show, please? Jeez. Actually, yeah, I, I can. We uh, already got I'm, Steve on it, but you can help. I've got a guy that uh speak I was gonna bring this up to you later. <laughs> Um, his name is Cooper. He works for Ava Labs. Um, he can come on the show for the NFT show, uh, 2 p.m. on Thursday, Dave, if you're able to do that. Um, maybe not this Thursday. Do you have somebody else coming on? No, I just can't do 2 p.m. Oh, okay. I'll see what else, what other times he's available. Well, Dave, really. Really way to cut the sales out. The fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> better work around my schedule. No, I mean I'm like, the driver of this bus. You guys can come in and do it. It's all right. You guys are trained veterans. 
handle the bus driver. Let me, you're, let me the, you're the you're the driver, bro. Um, $62 million was stolen in December through hacks and exploits, uh, which sounds like a lot, but it was actually the lowest month of 2022. And that's because all the hackers took a couple weeks off like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, they had to get Christmas presents. You got to spend that money, you know? Better than us. Get some PS5s and stuff. You can actually look at how much has been hacked. Uh, DeFi Lava actually tracks it, by the way. Um, so this month actually was quite low. Right now, uh, December was $17 million over the month of September. But last month, You're all it was about place. $512 million stolen. We're going to have to get those two sources together. There's a 40, $45 million discrepancy in the book. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> fucking around, Dave. I think we've just found a loophole. DeFi Llama stole $47 million. <laughs> you heard it here first. God damn. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. They, they hacked the hackers. God, got them. <laughs> Took a bunch off the top, and then and then when the, the hackers say, they stole my money, they're like, no, look. Well, actually, what got... has been stolen. What actually what got November and October was uh, FTX is what they're saying. Mm. A four hundred fifty a private key compromised. Great on Solana. Yeah, so yeah, I'm sure. Just letting you know, that's where the that's where the bullshit was. Um, Lido boots MakerDAO off the top spot in TVL in DeFi. Liquid staking protocol Lido Finance appears to have benefited the most from the Ethereum merge with its liquid staking services. Uh, it's TVLs now setting the top position. Um, according to DeFi Llama, Lido's liquid staking now commands 5.9 billion in TVL compared to MakerDAO's 5.89 billion and Aave's 3.7 billion. Damn, no slouch with these guys. No, yeah, these, these, these numbers are fucking insane, dude. Because people right now they're looking they're looking for that that's what they want you know they want it's security and it's security park it make a couple percentage points you know while you park I was I was taking um, Avax on a platform I'm not going to mention names but I was taking Avax on a platform and did uh they had a forty million dollar drop in TVL and I was like oh nope 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 they only had a hundred million. So it was forty percent of their total TVL was not lost. I mean, somebody just un a lot of people just you know bowed out, which is fine. There wasn't a security issue or anything, but I saw that. You and I probably like, should have yeah. stayed. You would have got a better rate on your. Didn't plan. care. Um, don't care, my <laughs> That, that uh, Avax is all I got left, so I'm not losing it. You can stake your Avax for yield on Vinium, the borrowing lending platform. On AVAX, who happens to be a sponsor of the fuck. Sh- Dave, how are you going to point to yourself? What in the fuck was that? It's you over there. Been, yeah. so, True fuck, that. I can't even get it right. It's <laughs> over on the, it's in the corner, guys. Vinium Finance. Bar I do money. have AVAX on Vinium. FI. You can even stake, stake AVAX, get the double, double dip. The twofer. Uh, this, I'm happy you guys didn't jump too hard. Uh, into play to earn gaming because somebody published uh, an article. This is an opinion article. And I just wanted to get your guys' response to it. I obviously have my 
choice words to to it. Um, but they said in this opinion article, 2023, we'll see the death of play to earn games. Uh, the writer goes on to point out that P2E games and GameFi projects are too token centric and P2E will die because of it. Uh, the P2E is built on too shaky of foundations. And these shaky foundations being tokens released before any playable game or very little substance in those games. Uh, and this is a quote from the article here. An environment has been created in which players are not at all interested in games themselves, which is strange state of affairs for gaming industry to find itself in. More and more of the players are in reality investors who want returns on investment. The current 100%. structure creates the wrong kind of incentives. And this is one reason why the system is not working as it should. I would argue that DeFi Kingdoms, which is one of the better known play to earn blockchain games out there, has been screwing with its tokenomics relentlessly by creating perverse incentives. Now, I'm going to come out right now and say that's not even a play to earn game. I think DeFi there's, Kingdoms? Yeah. There's yeah, too many. Too many places, like like don't include those those games. I like, think the title the title is too fluid. The title of GameFi is becoming too fluid, mm-hmm. and it's 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 going over top of weights. It's semantics at this point. Um, I think he is current. I think he is right, but I think he's stating it as like uh, a eventuality on the on the overall landscape of GameFi. I think the current iteration of GameFi is going to die because it is perverse incentive structures. But I think that GameFi will live on in a much healthier way once people actually focus on actually building fucking games right. rather when than you incentive have structures. Splinterlands and like actual games and Gods of Asgard Correct. and that comes out like Correct. actual games exactly. and the tokens or the sellable equipment or the sellable cards, like all that other stuff is secondary and the game is first. But let me um, let me pose this. There is a there is a huge market for even skins in CSGO. People that have bought skins, I just saw an article the other day. People were buying skins for like seven hundred dollars mm-hmm. on Steam, right? And and now they sell it for like twenty grand. Right. There is use and people la- that laugh at NFTs are probably the same people buying these CSGO skins. <laughs> It is the exact same concept. It is owning something in the game that has real-world substantial value and games incentivizing that by saying, look, you know, it's fun first, be competitive, but look at what else you can do for a status symbol. And I think that really if games learn that incentivizing through through like that, like just letting it be its own market, but letting the game and the structure of the game be incentivized by actual real gameplay that's fun, and then say, look at this little carrot as well, is that you actually own the shit you're earning in game, right? I think that that is a very powerful narrative that when games take that approach, uh, and and current AAA studios can come on board and say. I want my infrastructure to be built on the blockchain and to live on forever um, and allow users to exchange whatever they want via our in-game currency that is actually still on the blockchain. Um, I think that is a very strong narrative for gaming, um, and I think that it really gives power to the players not to rip off of GameStop there. We're getting sued. GameStop, if you want to sponsor the show... I think hungry that, uh, for we are Got one more we all know that we're early in crypto i mean we're it's young it's budding uh DeFi especially uh game as it currently stands is probably younger or you know it, it's more fledgling than the, any other industry inside of the already small industry of crypto yeah so i think 
it'll gain it. it it's just going to take one really good fucking game to uh to kind of change the play to earn thing. I mean, you've got Magic right. World. Magic World's already built. They didn't ask for a dime when they built it. They just built it. Um, I think I think Magic World will find success. Uh, you mentioned Gods of Asgard. Everything I've seen on that game, it looks like a gigantic game. But I mean, to Austin's point about CS:GO skins, I mean, how many of us all played fucking old school RuneScape? You know, if you could have told me at ten years old, I can take twenty dollars and buy a million, you know, gold in RuneScape. Fuck, uh, that's a done deal. Yeah. Here's my Before money. Before you Give had me. to go to a sketchy website, I mean, you still exactly. have to. Look, look at look at Fortnite. Value how many there. people buy that? How many people buy in-game assets that are worthless? V bucks, but I still, mean, it's a but still find it valuable because it, of the popularity of the game. I'm telling you, Make this is my game. hot take. This is my hot take is Avalanche will be um, the first place that you see real gaming studios come to and build because it does have the infrastructure to include real AAA gaming on the blockchain. Uh, it's just a hot take I have. It's something I believe I am biased, but I do think that, I, th- I think, I think, I think that they've, take. I think Not they've geared take. it. I think they've geared their chain to be able to develop for, um, for gaming studios. So we'll see what happens. Um, I, I still think it's really cool. Um, I, I think that, uh, building a game that's free to play but has in-game currency you can buy via the blockchain uh, still really entices me um, and, and allowing it to live on its own. Um, we'll just have to see what happens, though. Yep. And, I th- yeah, it's just like those – the reality is is those stake your NFT to earn rewards and use those rewards to mint more NFTs like and all that stuff. Those were never games. They, they're not. No. They weren't. They never were. They were yeah. just more buttons you had to click to do your investment. Um, yeah. So that stuff, like fake P2E, is going to die, and real play to earn is going to is going to blow up. Like imagine like Diablo, right? You go in a dungeon, you find some loot, and you can sell that loot to your neighbor. Exactly. You know, for exactly. cash, instead of just you know selling it to the NPC shopkeeper, right? You're like, this is a freaking great. You know, piece of armor I got, I can't use it with my character. Uh, and I have more gold in my Diablo wallet than I could ever use. So why don't I sell it for real money, you know? Uh, and that's a huge, a huge benefit. It'll happen. It. I mean, it, it'll happen. Somebody somebody out there is going to make that game that everybody's going to be like, wow, this play to earn actually does work. Yeah. Uh. It's not going to be on Sushi Swap's launch pad, however. <laughs> Sushi hit Swap. Hit that segue. Hit it. I still drive. I, I got my bus. I found my bus license. <laughs> it's in my wallet. Uh, Sushi <laughs> Swap acts as its lending protocol and token launch pad. Uh, so the popular decentralized. Oh, sorry, it doesn't. What? They're axing. Never mind. Uh, I'm just going to read the headline. Cut read it. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. No cutting. We'll do it live. Yeah, <laughs> the popular decentralized exchange has announced plans to deprecate its lending protocol, Cashy, and its token. This is so much shit going over on in the sushi thing and its unicorns and, and Kashi and miso soup. Uh, it's token lot. So yeah, it's it's ca- it's canning the uh, the lending and the uh, token launchpad. 
I'm wondering why though. Did they did they they've, have a reason? They've run into funding issues, I believe. I think it's regulation issues. I was gonna say, is that a, was that a regulation? Are they oh, US like, based? If they launch a token, then it could be a security, and then they're selling securities. It's a whole situation. Are they US based? I don't know sushi swap that well. I highly doubt it. I'm telling you all, I know the, the the way that all these companies get away with regulations is because the Dow is the business Sushi ran by nobody. In Tokyo, Japan. No kidding. Interesting. Who would have thunk Japanese? Who would have thunk Sushi Swap would have been from Japan? Yeah. This is what else old we got, news. This is old news, but I, I did want to, because we had planned a show. We weren't supposed to be off three weeks. We were going to be off. <laughs> We were going to have Madrid on three weeks ago. But then Dave uh, got his haircut fucked up. Pushed everything. I back. got out of the barbershop. I was like, no way I'm going on tonight. No, uh, everyone just had a bunch of scheduling issues. And then we ran straight into the holidays. Um, it worked out. We're all right. Uh, <laughs> the hair's grown back. FTX, <laughs> Alameda, uh, they had funded the crypto news site, The Block. Uh, so they had been secretly funding the block for over a year. Uh, the block claimed that it covered crypto news independently, and employees of the block were unaware of the payments. Michael McCaffrey, CEO of the block, had resigned from the role and leaving the company. Bobby Moran is going to take over. Yeah, anyway, I guess no Who's one knew. Who's going to trust him? And there was, there, you know what? You should, there's now a void in the in the crypto news space, and I think Walrus Radio should fill that void it's certainly not going to be the block i mean not not after this um i remember when this came out and i'm so happy that sbf is behind bars he's he's stateside now they got him out of the bahamas um he's pled not guilty to all eight charges including conspiracy securities fraud wire fraud all kinds of fraud um trial's not gonna happen until october 2nd i'm deep into this uh, rabbit hole FYI. Also, you guys should know that I have never sourced a single news story uh, from the block. Th- thank you. That's good news. But I mean, how many more are out there that are, you know, that are funded by larger capital owning? You know, Binance might have a couple out there. Coinbase. Oh, sure. I mean, that. Well, because all these, like, it's. We'll take your marketing, money. Like, content writing marketing has been around. You know, since the dawn of the internet, you know, True. I'll pay you a great blog or website. Uh, I'll pay you a hundred bucks to talk about my my product, you know. And so there's obviously bias in there, and they exactly. didn't even have laws on that until, uh, gee, I, past 2010. Yeah, where you had to disclose that stuff. So, I mean, even as far as like internet marketing and, and that stuff, it's still young. Like ten years is not a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, even for no, it takes for ten years to pass anything. Congress laws. So, it's uh, if I'm you sure get your news more, from the block, find a new find a new source. I'm it sure there's us. more dark news influence floating around. Dark news. Dark news influence. Hashtag stop dark news. Stop it! Stop the dark news. The world needs more walrus pleasure news. That's what we Masturbating need. walruses. Yeah. Uh, we didn't do guess the price because Madrid was up against that time crunch. Um, so we can either save that for next week 
when we have a guest or we can do it now. Uh, we'll save it for next right. week. All right. Uh, there was no mailbags. No one sent in mailbags. Uh, we do have a Twitter winner to pick, and we did have a doozy of a Twitter question. We uh, did. Austin, and this was, again, guys, sorry, three before our break, Austin missed two weeks in a row. Um, so the, the Walrus Radio NFT question was, Austin's been gone two weeks. Where was he? Wrong answers only. Let's see uh, pulling it up now. Austin, I'll let you pick the winner solely. And then I'm going to, I'm not going to say who they are just because in case, you know, because we don't want to be biased here on the news. Yeah, just read them out and I'll, I'll tell you because I haven't seen it. He's on the secret advisor panel meeting with SBF and the White House on the future of Kadena mining. Uh, doing science. Austin has gone to take care of Yabank's official rooster. Uh, in a sense, developed a long-lasting relationship with the king of birds. Uh, getting side money modeling. Those golden locks are money makers. Uh, he's, he's been secretly funneling money. Uh, he's been secret. He's been funneling our money through Alameda Research and is now wanted by the FBI. So he's laying low. Fucking got me. Personally arresting Sam Bankman Freed. Getting True. his hair done with SBF, but there's a lot of SBF. See, like, <laughs> we wouldn't have had any news to talk about three weeks ago because it would be, like, the only thing we could cover. It's all SBF. SBF got arrested. Uh, getting his hair done with SBF before the fraud fro gets his steel bracelets. <laughs> gets the his mani <laughs> uh, uh, Austin has been on tour of all 500 named glaciers in Antarctica doing due diligence for the upcoming launch of glacier finance. <laughs> Story has it a Botox incident gone wrong, been avoiding showing his face due to permanent surprise. Look decided Bahamas medicine was a bad idea. True. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> Sleeping in a garbage can. Uh, that was just God damn. That was damn. brutal. <laughs> Fucking just hit my soul. <laughs> Uh, he went undercover sting operation dressed as a woman to infiltrate Binance to see if there is corruption. And then he went to the meat market to check the prices of the week. We're on to That's oysters, though. See? So, oysters and eggs, which are still outrageous. Uh, play football in Qatar. Austin became a crypto influencer who got rugged by SPF. Where you been, Austin? Which one was it? Um, that one about infiltrating Binance CEO is pretty good. Um, the actual favorite one was probably uh, going to all 500 glaciers to do my due diligence. <laughs> was probably the best because it's ludicrous. All right, um, that is Rad Dad Crypto. He actually just won a hoodie uh, from the uh, Walrus uh, Anglers Club. So uh, oh fucking roll. He's on he a does, fucking roll. He does have to listen and say, "Hey, I won." Twitter contest to me. That's how you win them now. You got to listen. We don't give out free rides here. <laughs> I think he might actually. Does he, he does. Have? I think he listens. I think he has the NFT already, doesn't he? He does. I think. Yeah. Maybe. Let me see. Let me check my DMs. What about the the Binance one? Does he have an NFT? Uh, Jay Steen was Binance. You made me give out two again, aren't you? <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I'll fucking do it. Actually, I don't think Rad Dad does have one. 
Hold you on. know what? Fuck it. Chase Dean, you too. So there's a runner up. You DM me, you get an NFT. Rad Dad Crypto, uh, DM me on Twitter. Cause I know, so I can check, confirm you. And then we'll, we'll DM on. I don't know. You got to get in contact with Space Games with Dave or Dylan or Austin. We'll figure it out. I talk to Rad Dad every day, so that's... come find yeah. me. Yeah. I won't tell somebody. him. I won't tell him. Don't tell him. He's got to listen. He's got to follow the rules. You don't give out no free rides here. <laughs> We're just going to keep talking in circles for <laughs> And a free ride. Uh, special thanks to Madrid uh, from Serenity Capital for joining us today. And be sure to check out their Discord for more information. We got the link uh, in the podcast description and the YouTube description. Uh, and be sure to tune in next time for. I guess either we need the macro show or the NFT show. We'll figure out what it is, when it is, and get that information out to you as soon as possible. Uh, if all else fails, we're going to have another DeFi show next week with somebody. Uh, you can send show and special guest ideas to WLRSRadioInfo at gmail.com. And if you would like to purchase ad space or sponsor a show, you can send inquiries to WLRSRadioInfo at gmail.com. And with that, we are out of here. Thank you, everybody, and good night. Good night. See you. Night, everybody. Peace. Bye. 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 Bye.